You're like, dude, you ate all four? You ain't even taken one yet. So, and I'm like, yeah. And then like, all of a sudden it, it, it's crazy because it just like hits you, right? And uh, the first time I took it was in uh, Miami. And same thing, you know, there's a three hour time difference. There's no time difference between Seattle and Vegas, right? right? So it's a three hour time difference between uh, uh, Miami and Seattle. So like, You're just skipping to, ahead. yeah. And so I just, I had to take it and uh, I didn't have to take it. My boy was like, yeah, this is what it does. That's the first time I ever took Adderall. Instantly took back your words. Yeah. <laughs> I had to take Adderall. <laughs> um, so, and then I remember coming down out of the elevator and then the elevator opened up and it was just like, like I just entered into a different fucking world, right? right. So, uh, any more uh, news on mushrooms? Bro, we had the most in-depth conversation than, about mushrooms. Yeah, it was, it's funny because I, I just, are we recording? Yeah. I just, uh, I was on Instagram and I was just scrolling through and I've seen several people who are now like on taking pictures of, of mushrooms, right? Look at this, like four scrolls down and this girl is taking pictures of mushrooms, like, you know, yeah. on a hike. So, so many more people are, are like, I think just on this whole mushroom kick. And, uh, so I was, I was in the gym today. Joe Rogan. Was, he started fad, bro. I know. It's crazy how many fucking subscribers that guy has. You nice. know what I mean? Like he's got a, a million he's plus. He's podcast. Yeah, man. he's a savage. But, um, yeah, like I, I was I was asked today at the gym. Uh, even one of the girls who works at Fit Bar, she was like, "Hey, do you actually? Because they have all of my orders written down on these cards, right? Because right. like I just make up these orders of what I want. Yeah. And I always get like a mushroom coffee, right? And when they when I ask for you know a coffee, they're like, "Oh, which which one do you want today? Because I either get the lion's mane or I get the cordyceps." Right. And so she was like, you know, do you actually see in a difference instantaneously, like when you drink uh, this this coffee, or is it kind of just all in your head? Do you think? And I was like, no. I was like, the lion's mane, I've noticed it over time, but it's not like something that you drink like uh, like a pre workout where right. you're gonna feel it, you know, yeah. minutes later, and then you're like, holy shit, like you know, I, I feel you like see, I'm in lim limitless. It, and that's to me not placebo but that's like a false no, effect right because i think the things that are in pre-workout that actually make you feel like actually, niacin yeah they don't they don't yeah. make you feel tingly and you don't get right. an instant kick from the things that are actually working yeah. in there you get an instant kick from the things that are pointless in there mm -hmm. and so i was like yeah so i explained that that lion's mane like I, I was like i've noticed a difference over a period of time right i mean i i drink that shit like Five, six days a week. Some days, stopped? seven days a Have week. Have you stopped for a period of time yet? Uh, just for like a couple of days. Mm. Um, but not to the point where it's like, you know, I do a month on or right, a month right. off or anything. Like I don't cycle it like fucking, you know, creatine or whatever uh, people used to cycle. Um, and then, but then the difference with lion's mane and then the cordyceps is like the cordyceps is like almost like a pre-workout. Right. right. So you don't, and, and, and I say that very like loosely, right? Like it, it you can feel an effect, um, like in like your level of like alertness, but right. it's not, again, it's not like, uh, like a pre-workout where you just feel jacked out yeah. of your mind and yeah. like, you just want to punch somebody in the face and you have no idea why you want to do it. Um, that and it's not be, like fucking Adderall. Where no, 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 definitely not like Adderall. 
which uh, I've had some interesting experiences with <laughs> Adderall as well, <laughs> which now just takes me back to Vegas, which it was so funny. It's the only way I can survive in Vegas, man. Dude, but like when you when you think about it, and I think about like how fucked up it is that that I even took like so much, right? Oh, like shit, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, like I I took so I feel for bad everybody I was listening, the one that gave yeah, it to you. yeah. So you gave it to me. Um, your your roommate at the time, I was telling him the story and. He was like, you took how much, right? And I, I took four times the uh, the amount, right? Or the prescribed amount or whatever. Well, I was like, here, this is for the trip. And we were there for like five to six days. Yeah. No, we were only there for... A weekend, was it? Yeah. Not, not even the full weekend. It was... We got in... Probably Friday. We got in on a Friday night. Left on a Sunday. Yep. And okay. left on like Sunday morning. Like okay. early morning. Because well, I remember way, we were both struggling. I yeah. remember saying like, these are for the trip. Yeah. But you must have like missed that. Well, part. well, I took, I think I took one and then that was like before dinner or something like that. And then, uh, like I didn't really like feel anything and I took another one and it, like the next thing I know, I like by the time that we were at the club, you were like, man, do you still have any Adderalls left? I think I'm about to pop one. I was like, fucking, I already ate all those motherfuckers. <laughs> you were like, dude, you ate all four? You ain't even taken one yet. So, and I'm like, yeah. And then like all of a sudden it, it, it's crazy because it just like hits you. Right. And, uh, the first time I took it was in, uh, Miami and same thing, you know, there's a three hour time difference. There's no time difference between Seattle and Vegas. Right. right? So it's a three hour time difference between, uh, uh, Miami and Seattle. So like, You're just, just to, ahead. yeah. And so I just, I had to take it and, uh, I didn't have to take it. My boy was like, yeah, this is what it does. That's the first time I ever took Adderall. <laughs> Instantly took back your words. Yeah. <laughs> I had to take Adderall. <laughs> um, so, and then I remember coming down out of the elevator and then the elevator opened up and it was just like, <sighs> like yeah. I just entered into a different fucking world. Right. Right. And everything was just so clear and I was just like, all right, I'm ready to go. I don't feel anything. You know what right? that reminds me of is that scene in Belly. Where like right at the beginning they're in the car and then they come into the club and then the lights yeah. open up and it's yeah. just like crisp music you yeah. can see everything perfectly. The the best way I can describe it is like that that scene in Limitless where it hits him yeah. and then he's just like, Phew. yeah, right. Like obviously, you know people think that that's a you great know, Adderall movie. Adderall like makes you focus, yeah. which it doesn't. I don't know why people say that. I think mm. that's kind of like made up. It just makes you really hyper, right? So you feel like. You, you can't stop doing I'm pretty things. sure it depends on, uh, like, your levels of certain hormones and shit like that in your body or your but nervous system. If but it, it's, it's amphetamines, though. Like, know, all it does is speed. But it certain, just jacks you up. It, <laughs> I agree. But I'm saying certain people actually do get that focus where they can just grind at work and they're just on point. So I think it depends. I, but you've never you've never sat down like, okay, I need to study for five hours. I'm going to take some Adderall. Well, I, I mean, not book study, but <laughs> <laughs> right. studied human beings while... <laughs> While I was on Adderall. See, I've only ever taken like one and it ne I've never got to that point. Like I've always been like, okay, like, cause I'm not a night owl. So yeah. for me to be like, okay, I'm in Vegas. I'm going to be up till five in the morning with these motherfuckers. Yeah. I need something that's going to keep me up. I'll take one and I don't even feel it like that. I just feel like I can actually stay awake the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Which is perfect. Yeah. You don't even have a choice. You can try to go to sleep yeah. and you're not going yeah. to sleep. Well, but especially the, if you're but the thing that, the thing that I don't like about Adderall, right. Is obviously the fact that it's, it's an amphetamine. It's right. fucking speed. And it's uh, uh, a controlled substance, right? So it's made in a fucking factory somewhere. Um, and they're fucking prescribing this to kids yeah. over like nothing. Yeah, same it's, with like Ritalin, right? Like uh, yeah. I was I was diagnosed with one uh, ADD and ADHD like a couple years later, right? And then this was in like middle school because I, I just 
I didn't do shit in school. Like, mm-hmm. again, like, I've hated school. I don't know how many times I've said that on this podcast. And they were just like, you know, people were just like, you know, I think that there's something maybe wrong with him mentally, right? So they have to, like, <laughs> label it, right? So they fucking try to prescribe me, like, Ritalin and something else, right? And that's actually how uh, my heart thing came up. Oh, okay. They found, like, that I had a heart arrhythmia. And uh, I, I, I didn't end up taking it because they're like, yeah, this could increase, you know, the risk for, like, cardiac, like, sudden death. Right? right, right. And even though I was, like, super low risk, I didn't end up taking it. But it's interesting. But, like, with the, with the Adderall, right? Like, I couldn't, I remember, one, I couldn't fucking sleep. I mean, I ate way too much. And then I couldn't eat. Like, I completely lost my appetite. Yeah. Even though I was so fucking hungry, and I knew that I was hungry, and then I would order something, and then, like, you when, stomach when it. it hit my mouth, I would it, it tasted like ash. Yeah. I yeah. was like, man, this fucking sucks. And I know that I'm really, really hungry, but I cannot put this food down. Whereas, like, the cordyceps, right? It's a natural thing, right? It's it's a mushroom. <laughs> I like, totally forgot that's what we were even talking about. <laughs> See that's what I'm saying. Like you might yeah, need some, yeah. you might need some lines, mate, man. You, know, you might have to I'll reach out to Four Sigmatic. Well, and... that's so that's why I actually asked you that because I stopped taking it for like fucking at least a month mm-hmm. because I, honestly I just forgot to order some and I was like oh, yeah. I want to see if this is actually benefiting me. So I just got some in on Friday and I started taking it again Friday with my coffee and big difference. And it's not like anything crazy. It's just like I notice like uh, it'll hit 10 a.m. and I'm like damn I got a lot of shit fucking yeah. done today yeah. and beforehand I, I catch myself kind of drifting or like scrolling through Facebook, Instagram, like sedating, you know what I mean? So I definitely see a big difference too, but it's not like, it's not like Adderall or anything crazy like that. No, no, it's not. It's yeah, it's not to that effect. I think that it just gives you like it, the way I see it is it gives me, it gives me a, a level of, I guess like just like a different perspective, mm-hmm. right? This is clarity, man. Yeah, Focus. for sure. You know what's funny too is like just listening to you talk about like Vegas and I'm just thinking, I'm like, man, we've been to Vegas all the times. Last year on your birthday, actually I think maybe it was the year before and the year before on my birthday, um, like clubs, I had that one VIP section with all that stuff and then like the other day I was like, yo, let's go out for your birthday and we went and like just fucking chilled with yeah, some wine. Yeah. Fucking dad yeah, I status. Do, yeah, I can't even fucking, yeah. Super I can't dad do status. It. Can't do it, man. Like the whole club scene. Doesn't even really like matter where. Doesn't where appeal I'm at. to me anymore. Yeah, it's just like I I way rather go to places where I can just like chill the fuck out, mm-hmm. you know. And actually, I've been doing these uh, I've been doing these polls. Like I do a poll every day now on on. Dude, Instagram. I was gonna I was gonna bring that up like every day. It's every day, like that's that's kind of like my like thing it. on my story, right? I and like so it. the other day I posted one that it was like country or city, right? Yeah. And uh, I was actually surprised by the result. And it's crazy the amount of engagement that I, I, I get was, on these polls. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it, fucking insane. That's what people want, too. Like, right? hundreds of people yeah. will, like, you know, it's comment dope. on these polls. So I almost feel like it's a legitimate survey. you right? got to keep stay consistent with it, yeah. too. That's the whole point. But I think uh, I was surprised because when I went in there to click country, I was like, damn, there's a lot of people selecting yeah. country. Yeah, majority of people. I think it was, like, I think it was, like, 60, more than 60% of people preferred to, like, preferred country um to to the city which is surprising yeah and i was like man like you know that's that's awesome right and and uh and i think about it now too like you know uh i was listening to i think it was yeah i think it was joe rogan's pocket or no it was uh so under armor they're like filming they do like uh it's called ua hunt right on youtube so they did this uh episode with cameron haynes and uh joe rogan and they were on this elk hunt right 
And then, like, you think about it, because it's like these guys, right? You have this fucking celebrity in Joe Rogan, and right. you got one of the most prolific hunters ever, I guess, in Cameron Haynes. And uh, you got these two guys who are, like, out in the middle of fucking Utah, nobody around, right? Like, and Joe Rogan, is he's a, he's a fucking celebrity, right? So yeah. you think that you just, you, you think about a celebrity, and then you just think about all these people who are around him and who follow him. But, like, he's in this place, and it's so remote. There's not another human being. It's just him and, like animals and right. in this forest so to me like uh the, the way i think about it is like what if because we're, we're getting to that point now i can even see it out where i live in Issaquah, right it was 15 years ago it was all forest now it's a whole bunch of developments right and there's still like a lot of wildlife around like fucking cats are just getting ripped up by fucking bobcats all over the place damn for real fucking awesome yeah <laughs> so <laughs> So, uh, yeah, like there's been, there's been like, there's this next door app or, uh, kind of community, right. Of all right, these people right. who live in the area and like people are like, Oh yeah, my fucking cat's missing this and that. And then another person will post like, Oh, I saw this bobcat. Everybody like, what, you know, watch out. It That's was like walking crazy. like, you know, 50 feet behind me and then jumped 10 feet into this fucking tree in a single bound and like just telling their stories. Yeah. Right? And, uh. Then we live, so you go 10 minutes east, and there's this city called Fall City, which is, like, a beautiful place, right? It's still, like, pretty much undeveloped. There's not there's not a whole lot of places. Like, each lot is has, like, five, ten acres, right, in between in between houses. And uh, that's, that's where uh, Steph and I want to live. Like, that's kind of, like, you know. Right. That's our, that's our, par- that's our paradise, I guess. And, uh. There's a lot of people who are saying like, yeah, like, you know, Fall City is going to turn into Issaquah. I was say, how so, it, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just a matter of time before it goes all the way to the past, right? Well, you like, know? and you think about like, I'm sure our parents can look back 15, 20, 30 years ago and how different it was then. Dude, what's going to happen in 30 years from now? Like in our own lifetime, how many like national forces are there still going to be? Dude, when my granddad built uh, my family house in SeaTac, right? It's not even that far from the airport. Right. Um, it's a five minute drive. Uh, when, when they bought the land, it was an apple orchard, right? Like acres. Damn. And that's so weird. I'm like, see that? Yeah. Fuck? It was an apple orchard. That's crazy. And so now when you drive through that same neighborhood and actually, uh, um, so my, uh, my girlfriend's sister, uh, her husband, uh, is a cop in SeaTac. And so I asked him, I was like, you know, last time I went through that neighborhood, there was no kids playing or anything. When I was a kid there, I mean, we were deep in that neighborhood. We yeah. could play fucking full baseball games, full basketball games. Right. Like, you know, that's what we did during the summer. Like, game, yeah, exactly. You could go knock on people's door. You could be out to the fucking streetlights came on before yeah. everybody had to go home. Like it, there was, it wasn't a problem. And now it's like a ghost town, yeah. right? Like obviously there's a bunch of houses, but you don't see kids playing anymore. So I was like, man, like, what's the deal? And he's like, dude. That place is so high crime now, like the the McMicken Heights neighborhood is so high crime that like you, you won't see anybody, right? Like arm like robberies, fucking like drug houses and shit. Like I'm not just like Jesus Christ. Saw your homeboys with bro. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> seriously. A lot of them, a lot yeah, of them still fucking live there. Really. Yeah, which is crazy. It's, it's it, absolutely insane. I was thinking about this the other day, again, listening to, I mean, this is like a Joe Rogan review podcast, I guess, but listening to fucking him, he was talking to, I think I talked to you about this, he was talking to the hardcore history guy, and 15 years ago, I think it was maybe even less, the internet was born, 
and they were saying like how crazy it was. Like he was like, to think that I could be talking to you on a mic and people would be watching me on live YouTube in India right now yeah. is like insane. You consider somebody insane. And yeah. it's crazy because he's like, dude, my kids don't even understand like, like what life is like without internet yeah. or like dial up. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Right? Like you remember dial up? Like yelling at your yeah. mom, get off the phone. I'm trying dude, to connect. Dude, we didn't have we didn't have fucking digital cable. I mean, we were way late behind everybody, yeah. right? Like, my parents were like, fuck that. That's way too much money. Right. And then once, you know, obviously the the corporate world speeds up. My mom works for Alaska Airlines. She has for 30-some years. The corporate world speeds up, and then it's like so much is demanded of you now because of the access. We were forced to get, yeah. I think it was broadband or something like that. Yep. So... Like, and that's the only reason we even got it. But I, I mean, my family was so far behind everybody else. Like, I just remember going to, going over to everybody else's house and be like, dude, like you can instantly be on the fucking downloading music yeah. only took less than a minute. Whereas at my house, it took fucking 30 minutes to download yeah. one song. It's crazy, dude. Like just how fast technology is evolving. Um, yeah. And they say like, because of how fast it is, like we're actually behind right now of like how fast it should be going right. presently. I wonder. Why, I wonder how they determine that. I, uh, maybe my, my maybe assumption I, is like they look at over the course of five years right, and how right. fast it developed then, like according to how where we should be now. But if you look at like so, Amazon's building um, a floating warehouse. What? Yeah, like a floating warehouse. So essentially, like imagine because if you look at real estate and how expensive it is, they're going to be up in the sky, bro. Oh my god! So drones come from down there and ship to us. Yeah, nuts. Um, they're making store locations where you don't even have to go to a cashier because you'll have an Amazon account, Prime account, if you, it, that's the only way you can shop there. And when you walk out the door, the sensors scan all the barcodes and sense all the barcodes and charge your account as you walk through. So it's like credit. Holy shit. So you don't even do it. You just walk in, grab that's your shit and walk insane. out and it's just like, Doo-doo-doo. if you even take the time to go somewhere, right? That's assuming you do that. Yeah. Well, you might just get Amazon Alexa, which you tagged me in the Gary Vee thing dude, the other day. And crazy. I was like, yeah, this is where everybody's going, yeah. including my house, mm-hmm. right? Like. We're for sure going to have Alexa and I'm because dude, like I, I forget shit at the store all the time. All the time. So, and, and we randomly think about stuff, right? Like Steph and I are like, oh yeah, we need this. We need that. Like, instead of saying, Alexa, hey, Alexa, yeah. order me this. Yep. Right? And it's going to fucking ship well, to your doorstep. And, and the crazy part that I saw about that was Gary Vee was like, he ordered the soap, right? And it was, it ended up being Dove Men's Soap, but yep. he didn't ask for Dove Men's Soap. And he was like, how much do you think? Uh, Dove is paying Amazon to be the first soap that, you know what I mean? So I was like, damn, so the heavy hitters can knock out every other brand in the industry because they'll just be like, well, I'm going to be first. So every time, because I'm not going to skim through them once I go, I'm just going to be like, Alexa, can you give me some soap? That's that's really interesting because I didn't even know that. Um, I didn't even realize that. But like, even when I go to the store, right, and stuff too, like when we go to the store and we buy body wash, it's fucking Dove. Yeah. Well, so like, like I'm, it, I'm being like programmed. No, well, so like he was talking about that too, right? Like, so <laughs> if you go matrix. to, well, they do the end aisle stuff now, right? Like you go, yeah, they, yeah. they, they pay the grocery store to put them on a specific part of the aisle because researchers will study like the corner second row up is the most, the, the highest selling, whatever. Oh, damn it. But now it's like, there's no other competition because when you ask Alexa, it's going to bring up one fucking soap and Dove's just going to make sure that that soap. Nuts, dude. That's wild. So, like, technology is just going so fucking crazy, mm-hmm. bro. It's just like, I guess the whole, I mean, the whole reason I even got into that too was like, uh, you know, like, there's, to me, there always has to be some undeveloped, like, remote place on the planet, even though, like, we're moving in this direction where that's not even, that's not gonna be yeah. possible, right? As, like, if you think about how much the human 
the human race has expanded just within the last... 100%. Yeah, you know what I mean? But like, I, it's, it's insane. But I think, too, like, it's just, like, there's that primal instinct that I think... Like, he, again, he said this, I think, in that same... Uh, or he was talking. So he was... I listened to a podcast where he was talking about that. I haven't watched that video yet. But he was saying, like, there's something about going out into the wilderness and you realize what the world actually is. Right. And he said the same thing. Like, when you go out there, you, you're nobody. It doesn't yeah. matter. You're not a celebrity. You're yeah. not anything. Like, you, you're you out in, like, what the world really is. And then I always think about, like, the Revenant. And I'm like, God, that dude's just a beast. Yeah, I mean, that's a way different time. But it's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's no, crazy. for sure, for sure. I'm just such a bitch compared to that. Yeah, like, that dude yeah. went through hell. Yeah. All of them did. Yeah. Bunions and just, oh, <laughs> fuck, dude, that guy was a grinder. Um, so I was going to talk to you about FRC, so let's get into that a little mm-hmm. bit. I'm actually going to Dallas, but I think that was in Austin, that right? Because I was going to ask you for barbecue Austin. recommendations. So I know I'm getting there early. I'm like, yeah, I got to find, but I'm sure Dallas has got some hot yeah, spots. Yeah. So if anybody listening, if you have recommendations, always just go to Facebook. I mean, like it's yeah, like that's I, exactly literally, I good. made a simple post and I got, I don't even dozens of messages. Bro. Like yeah. I asked for a, a recommendation on a fiction novel and I had like 200 book titles within like 30 minutes. And I was like, well, fuck now I don't know what to pick. Well, you know, once I, once I flew into Austin, right, get off the plane and turn my phone on and immediately on Facebook alerts me right that I'm now in Austin and it pops up so I click on the notification right and it shows where all of my Facebook friends have already been have already been yeah. in Austin when they went there like dude like, like it's fucking crazy so you got to read when I'm done with this you, you can have it it's called the four and it's about uh the four they call them the four horsemen of business I guess but he was like saying the four horsemen of life which is pretty fucked up if you think about it but Mm -hmm. Amazon Apple Google and Facebook and what they're doing and that's how I learned about the sky warehouse and all this shit like dude it's unbelievable what they're doing but um, Facebook is doing all these uh, face recognition um, copying Apple essentially Apple's doing that stuff like I got in my car the other day and I went to click my phone and and it like blocked me and and it was like you're driving right now and I was like yeah. Like, what the fuck? So I had to like sign in and say I'm not driving yep. just to be able to use my phone. Yep. Um, or like it'll like it tracks where I'm at. So it's like your car is parked and locked or something like that. And I'm like, how the fuck do you know I'm done driving? They have like, and that's why I didn't want the face recognition thing, man. It's like they got too much information. But it's, they're going to get it regardless. It's just sketchy, bro. Yeah. Make, so Google is making this thing. That's why I learned in this book too. Google's making, uh, it's, it's like, I might be exaggerating a little bit like I do, but um, it's like Google Earth Live. Like, literally, like, present time, Google Earth. So, you know, when you go to GoogleEarth.com and you can, like, search up a, a house and it'll be, like, oh, 10 okay, years yeah, ago, yeah. that's what yeah. it looked like. Or yeah. they update it every five years or something like that. Yeah. Well, now it's, like, updating, like, every 20 minutes or something crazy like that. Again, I might be exaggerating a little bit, but they were talking about how, like, current it is. Yeah. Like, so they're all going in different directions where, like, Google's going that route. Like, they want to be, like, a global, like, satellite, fucking Earth, maps, all that kind of stuff. Um, Amazon and Apple are competing the hardest right now and Facebook I feel like because they're kind of different with things I um, feel like Amazon is going to take over the world 100% for sure he invests more money into any any like into things that nobody else will invest that much money yeah. in he Basically. took over retail like it's just yeah. dude it's, it's done <laughs> anybody who works in retail pretty much has to yeah yeah but anyway um no, on it, on it is. Uh, I mean, dude, I I got so much inspiration from just going into that place, and um, I was kind of shocked at, you know, the equipment, like at some of the equipment that they had, like the the wear and tear on it, right? Like, not that everybody everything should be 
brand new, this Chinese and that. Food. But it's just like, you know, like I've never, I had never been there before, uh, before that seminar. You would kind of expect it to be like. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, just from what you see on social media, right? Mm-hmm. So I follow a bunch of guys on who, who even work at, at, at on it and everything just looks like immaculate, right? Like brand new, which a lot of it, a lot of it is. Um, you know, but some of their stuff is, is a little bit, uh, beat up and, and outdated. Um, not that that has any reflection on, on their gym or anything I like, like that. that man. Yeah. 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 Really like right. it, I almost felt like there's one part, like right when you walk in the door into the gym, they have this, uh, uh, cable tower, right? Like, you know, the, the old school thing where it's like, there's a section here, right? You can do a bunch of different things and like, there's a bunch of attachments right. and it goes up. And then pull there's a like, bar. yeah, pull up bar. And then there's like another tower right. on the other side. So it's like that. Um, and, and it was like, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty beat up, but then I was like, man, like that kind of, you know, it gives it some even more character than that yeah. place already has. Yeah. But that, that place reeks character. Like it's, yeah. it's fucking insane. And, uh, but I, I just like how they have everything set up. Um, I, I do love sort of like the open concept feeling of a lot of gyms, especially like vigor. Um, but like, you know, they have an open concept area where it's like, you know, they have turf, they have a rig, they have, uh, what are those run the, the new treadmill and what are those fucking things called? Uh, the wood, uh, woodway. Yeah. Right. So they have a few of those, they got power racks on the other side. Um, and then they have another room where they do like a lot of group stuff, right? So they have ropes, they have maces, they have kettlebells, they have club bells, um, and then you walk down this hall and then there's this 5,000 square foot space for jujitsu and Muay Thai, right? Like, and just like that whole thing, like the whole setup, man, it's just, it's just dope. Like their lobby area, like they have a lobby area, then you have to walk through this huge door and then it just opens up into the gym, right? Like it's just, it's just so savage that, um, like you can't. Uh, you can't not be motivated when you walk into that place. Right. So, um, I mean that. I mean, just that in and of itself was was worth the trip. Just going to on it. Um, and then FRC, I would have to say is you know I feel like I just talked about this when we were talking about the uh, Strong First uh, certification. That Strong First was at that point in time for me was the best hands on yeah uh, thing I've ever done. FRC was like shits on that really FRC like that for me personally yeah 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 right? I get that but it's the level of knowledge it is um you know Andrea Spina can go off on like these rants and stuff like that and he he, he comes off as like an arrogant arrogant asshole yeah but I mean the dude is incredibly smart and what he's teaching works yeah right? and you know, he, he preaches this system, which is, I mean, it's a great is he, system. Is he the founder of? Uh, I believe he's the founder, okay. yeah. And, um, and so, like, let's let's go back to, like, what does FRC stand for? Functional range condition. Okay, so there's a lot of people who probably don't even understand what right. that is whatsoever. Right, so what, what functional range conditioning is, is your, I mean, essentially you're improving your mobility, right? But you're doing it in a real way. You're doing it in a way that, like, you know, like, You'll see me do flows and stuff like that on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, but that is just me working within the range of motion that I have, right? And controlling that range of motion, but I can get more range of motion, but I'm not going to get that through flow, right? right I'm not right. going to get that through just moving through these movements. That's just working with what I have now. You almost have to like force into it. Right, exactly. So increasing your mobility is a lot harder than people think, right? There's a lot of tension yeah. that you have to create that you have to irradiate throughout your entire body 
in order just to get more range of motion out of a specific joint, right? Yeah. Like it's literally full body work. So they have what's called pails and rails. I won't get into all the science and all the specifics of it. Um, but I think that it's something, and I can't really get into it over a podcast, right? right? Not without going hours and hours and yeah. hours. Um, but just my ability to get into, uh, an increased range of motion within that within that seminar was like unreal. It's it's unlike anything that I've I've so ever done. So let's try to describe like a breakdown because I'm I'm even kind of unclear honestly because I haven't looked into it a ton. But let's say somebody like me who has uh has had low back issues in the past. Like, yep. what are you gonna do in that scenario? Like, what is the difference between that versus just going through shin boxes and hip flexor stretching right. and just basic ankle mobility? So. For, for you, I would say, because you've had, I mean, obviously you tore your ACL, you have v- extremely limited range of motion in, on that, what is it, your left side? Yeah, that knee. So, uh, especially in uh, flexion, right? Mm-hmm. So, it, it really comes down to how you, how you rehab that, right? And like, you can, you can get more out of it now, I guarantee there's just probably a ton of scar tissue within, yeah. but you can get more, you can get more range of motion. So, a lot of ACL um, rehabs, right? People will just, even if they do it, um, they will try to rehab just flexion and extension, right? But they won't, uh, they, they won't work on like lateral movement of the tibia and fibia, right? Which is probably how you injured your ACL in the first place. Yeah. So there's just these drills that you can do where you you kind of hold your hip in place, right? You kind of put your leg into a rear naked choke and then you uh, move your foot side to side. Now, not moving your ankle, right? You're moving your tibia and your fibula, Okay. right? So to train that, that range of motion. So I've even worked with people now who tend to have, right? Like, oh, my knee's bothering, bothering me. And after going through an assessment um, with that person, right? Like, and then I look at, and and the interesting thing is, is all the drills, that's your assessment, right. right? Which is dope because it makes it super easy. Now, when I take people through what's called a CARS, controlled articular rotation, and I'm going ankle, knee, hip, uh, thoracic spine, um, shoulder, scapula, neck, right? When I take them all through all these things, that's my assessment as well. But I'm literally like, hey, this is what you have to improve. Yeah. And you just work on this drill. So you don't have to teach them more shit. I don't do. have to teach yeah. them more shit. You so, get you get past or you get through level one cars. You master this, then I'll show you how to go to level two, level three, and there's levels on levels. On so levels. my question would be too, like uh, as we know, like the knee is quote unquote a stable joint. Like we've always, at people have always said that, right. um, and I think to an extent it still is, whether you get some movement out of it or not. Like it's not the ankle, it's not the hip. No, for but, sure. But where do you find that like boundary? Because for a long time I would just be like, no, you can't move the knee whatsoever. But then obviously you can get some rotation, get some lateral movement out of it, which is absolutely necessary, and you right. and you need it. So you got to think about it as like look at your ankles, right? They move. I mean, they're so they should have. Or even your shoulder would be a better example, right? You you should be able to move it in 360 right. degrees, right, in a complete circle. Um, but your knee, right? It's it's literally going to be millimeters of mobility, right? Or even like your spine, yeah. right? So your your lumbar spine, you have to be able to get some mobility out of it. To to say that I'd have to be in neutral spine 100 percent of the time when I train is so unrealistic. Right. 
and and the fact that people kind of drill neutral spine. I, I think of neutral spine as just a position where your spine naturally is. But when you deadlift and people say, well, oh, well, your lower back shouldn't hurt at all when you start deadlifting. When you when you first start deadlifting, your lower back is gonna is gonna hurt. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. No matter no matter what. Yeah. So. And I think there's a difference between uh like good hurt and bad hurt. Right. You right. I mean? There's sore and then there's fucking pain. Yeah. Right. So there's a difference. But when you when you train the 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 low the lumbar spine, right? I think a lot of people they'll, they'll do back extensions and they'll they'll weigh they'll they'll get into too much flexion, yeah. right? Of their of their lower back. So these drills that you do, like you literally find, like, you know, I can lay on, I can have you do a drill where you lay a uh, supine, right? And you have your, you have your, uh, almost like a, you're going to do a glute bridge. So your, your feet are flat on the ground and your knees are up and you literally just move your lower back off the ground and then you place it back down. Right. And you're, you're only coming up a couple inches, right. maybe off only the ground. Like a couple if you have a yeah. Move, correct? Right. Yeah. So it's just gaining mobility, not just mobility in your lumbar spine, but control over those right. over that range of motion because if I can't control it and I go to deadlift right and I absolutely think that I have to maintain neutral spine which is again is impossible yeah um and I load it up with 315 pounds on on the bar and then I go to do that and I and I'm get out of the range of motion that I can control that's where yeah. injuries happen when if you look at any athletic endeavor you're going to get out of neutral for sure. no matter what because you can't stay in neutral on the field, on a court, right. even on a platform, right? If you're doing it for a sport like powerlifting, yeah. like you can't expect to always be that way. And that's why a lot of athletes, you know, even, you know, you'll see strength and conditioning coaches work with professional athletes and, you know, they'll do single leg stuff and what things that you should do, but there's more. They're still neglecting whether it's ignorance or, you know, it's just not sexy and their, their, their client doesn't right. want to do it. They neglect certain things, right? Especially, um, you know, stuff like soccer and uh, basketball, right? Something that's very chaotic and you have to be able to change direction and you're going to move laterally, mm -hmm. right? And I actually had a post, uh, again, another poll uh, on my Instagram where I was like, man, how many people uh, train their lateral chain, right? Fucking like 70% of people don't train their lateral, their lateral right. chain, right? So... And when I and when I look at most of my clients, they they have no control. They can't even move their tibia and their fibia without moving their ankle, right? Which is fucking insane. Yeah. So if you think about it, if you if you give these these people a certain task, right, or if they were to go out and play rec sports or whatever, they're gonna fuck themselves up, yeah. guaranteed. So now my goal is even for people who aren't athletes, just general population. Like I have to get more mobility out of their tibia and their fibia because I I still have to do lateral lunges. I have to do yeah. lateral sled pulls. I have to do bowler squats um, uh, or uh, rotational lunges, whatever you want to call it, in order for them to maximize their movement capacity. Right. right. So I still have to do these things and I still have to do these drills, but you know it's across the board. You're just gonna if you work with athletes, it's just gonna make you that much more valuable. Yeah. Right. So even a lot of people who seem to have successful clients and, you know, they claim that they train for injury prevention, they still neglect a lot of these things. And, you know, their, uh, their athlete, right, like LeBron, that dude never fucking gets hurt. But he does the dumbest shit in the gym. Yeah, it's pretty bad. He does stupid fucking shit. <laughs> 
Like it, it's unreal. So, so to me, I'm like, man, you know this. So now your trainer looks like a looks like a god, and yeah. a bunch of people follow him. Yeah. But really, he has no fucking clue, right? Like what, like what he's doing. So to me, like, you know, it's it's just an opportunity for me to uh, educate, and and I'm going to uh, Kin Stretch in in March, um, and uh, functional range assessment, which is um, going in depth on the whole assessment, um, piece of FRC. Yeah. So just, again, like learning that system and using it to the best of my ability within, you know, uh, what I do now and the gym that I want to have in the future. So, um, it's just gonna, I, to me, it's just gonna bulletproof my practice. Yeah. And I think the biggest takeaway too is like, I can't name one person that whether I just follow them, look up to them, talk to them, known them for a long time, um, personally, who will disagree because they have had the experience of getting hurt or getting injured mm-hmm. or wear, just wear and tear, right? Like doing barbell lifts for so long. Right. And I guarantee every single one of those people takes a huge step back and starts doing s- similar things, right? right? Even if it's like a very, very basic version. Or there's a lot of people who we follow, I'm not going to put any names out there, but that only do dumbbell work now because they probably aren't fully invested in stuff like this, but they know that they just can't do it's, barbell it's work safe. anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's safe. Um, and I agree and disagree. Like I think everybody should be able to do barbell work, but the people who can continue to do that are the people who take care right. of themselves in this way. So what are like, uh, what were like the top one to three biggest takeaways for you? Personally? I think that, I mean, the, the number one thing was really communic- communicating with my clients um, the importance of it. The importance of it, and and really mean like because again, like everybody hurts, everybody's in pain, everybody's been injured. Yeah. Right. Like one of those three people are experiencing. Right. Uh. So. Especially to the people who have been hurt, like my question is, is like you know. What were you thinking, right? Or even if you thought about it, if you had to look back now, what do you regret? Like if you were whether you were training or not training, right? Like, and. The answer is, is I regret not being able to, like, I, I didn't have the capacity to move that way, right? right? So, so still trying to. the thing that you're not training, right? Like, you're going to regret that. Yeah. So for me to go through, uh, you know, this drill where I'm improving the function of the tibia and the fibia and how it should work, right? Like, a lot, if I were to shoot a video, which I will, and put it on Instagram, people, it's probably not going to get a whole lot of likes. Yeah. It's probably not going to get a whole lot of engagement it's because it's not sexy and people really don't fully understand it anyway. Um, Bro, but take it has your shirt and hit. <laughs> right. And wink at the camera. Yeah, dude, that's as how I you do it. White Iverson. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how, I mean, that's, that's Instagram now. Yeah. But, um, so what, like, how does this apply to fat loss? Cause that's one thing I really want to like make clear here because super simple. Like if you, if you stay healthy and you don't get injured, you're going to be able to train longer. You're going to be able to train harder mm-hmm. um, and more consistent. So that's that's the remedy for results. Yeah. Like what, whether you want to lose muscle or lose fat or build muscle, right? Like it's it's the same thing. It's the same foundation. Right. It's the same pillar. And I, I can imagine uh, recovery being so much easier as exactly. well because inflammation is going to drop. You're moving better. You're using muscles instead of tendons to get right. through a bench press or a squat. Um, which is going to lead to honestly better stress levels hormonally, which is yeah. also going to lead to, and I think people don't, cause it's not a direct correlation. People don't associate things like this with phallus. And I didn't for years. I ignored mobility more than anybody. Right. 
and I got hurt multiple times. Like you said, I tore my meniscus. Yep. Then the next year, I tore my ACL. And again, change of direction on the soccer field was exactly how I did it. Um, so I think it's I think it's huge. And I wanted to point that out because I know there's a lot of people who listen or who are like, well, my clients don't give a fuck about how much they lift. They just want to like lose fat. Yeah. And I can agree with that. Like A lot of my clients are in that realm, right? So um, obviously, I have more performance. You know what's funny, too, is like I actually I have less uh, – like sport athletes and more like now because of like what I've been doing CrossFit athletes like coming for like nutrition and stuff mm-hmm. and there's so many out there that I don't do their training I just do their nutrition and I wish so bad that I could like have them doing that kind of stuff because yeah. I just know that it's so important even just like the basic shit which you haven't even taken me through this stuff yet but um the last program you had me on for my assessor work I had a lot of lateral chain stuff um all the tissue work all the mobility like I've been back squatting doing clean and jerks, snatches, all these things every week, and I feel great. Yeah. No pain whatsoever, right? And so, you know how I feel about some of those exercises. Yeah. But, like, a- again, like, I'm not going to put my perspective, like, I'm not going to completely put it on, you know, my client. Mm-hmm. So if somebody, even if a CrossFit athlete comes to me, I'm not going to say, well, you fucking do CrossFit, so I'm not going to work with you. Yeah. Like, it's the exact opposite, right? Op- like, optimize if, them, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. I want to optimize your performance, even though I think that, you know, like the snatch is probably the most ridiculous exercise in the world. Yeah. Like when you think about how you should get weight over your head, it's it's crazy, right? It if is. you really think about it from it's like insane. a movement perspective, it is the most retarded. Sorry, I shouldn't say retarded. Yeah, you should. But <laughs> actually, I don't give a fuck. I'm taking that word back. Um, it yeah, it's the most ridiculous exercise. So, but like. Instead of saying, well, Cody, like, I'm not going to program for you because you do this yeah. dumb shit. Like, I gave you a ton of fucking posterior chain, like, yeah. especially sh- upper back, yep. shoulder work. Um, so you could be able to stabilize it to the best of your ability when you get that weight up overhead. Yep. Slow eccentrics. And, and that's that's what it is, right? Like, I knew what I was getting into. And at the end of the day, it was more like, well, I'm doing this regardless. Like, help me, like you said, optimize it. Right. And, and, it's, and it's literally helping so much. And I'm going to be able to keep going and going and going. Um, that's been a, and honestly, that was the motivation for me because I knew if I didn't do that, I would be screwed where before I was doing the same thing. Like I talked about other people doing earlier. I'm like, well, I'm going to do way more dumbbell work. I'm going to do way more rowing. I'm going to do all these things to kind of put a bandaid on it. So I don't have to worry about this mobility because I don't like doing it. But now I'm in a position where it's like, that's not going to cut it. Like I have to do this. Right. And it's, and it's paying off quite a bit. But, and honestly, dude, that shit is just so fun. Like I will admit, like, like I get so excited to go to the gym and barbell snatch now because it's just like. It's such a technical and just precise lift. Like, if you don't get every single part of it perfect, you're not getting it up. Yeah. Like, period. Um, something about that, like, journey to actually being able to do it. And now that I'm watching, oh, my God, I got to throw this out there, too. Have you been watching, like, weightlifting and stuff? No. The Olympics and everything? I don't know if it was at the Olympics or, like, a, a step down, like, regionals or whatever. But there, um, there was a uh, transgender who went into women's. So it was a man who became a woman. And look, I'm not judging. Do whatever you want. Went into women's weightlifting and smashed everybody. Well, no shit. Well, and they're allowed. So he, but this is what's fucked up. This is the only part where I'm like, this is not okay. He uh, broke records and they're letting him keep the records. And I'm like, yo, yeah, like, nah. he's had a life full of testosterone and a higher, like, central nervous system. Yeah. Fire, like, it's just, it's not okay. Yeah. And then I saw I started digging into this. <laughs> there was a UFC situation. The same thing yeah. happened. Dude was beating a yeah. girl's ass. Beating bitches up, dude. Fuck. <laughs> like imagine that. Like Yo. UFC in and of itself is a brutal ass sport. Like guy on guy. Yeah. But you fucking oh my put a God. man. You can't do on that. A woman. Yeah. What the fuck? It's fucked up. When I saw that, like it pissed me off. Yeah. The whole weightlifting thing, I, I really don't give a shit about. To be honest, I do think that maybe there should be like if if like. 
and it sucks class. to say like to segregate them but like you know yeah. to make a transgender well, I was actually surprised that women weren't coming out mad about the... I'd be fucking hot because it's like what like you're gonna give him Dude, her I'd be, record I'd be pissed when I don't get a record now yeah. you know what I mean like even if I beat everybody else yeah. that would piss me off but the thing with Olympic weightlifting I get I mean even then it still wouldn't really matter but like if you take uh Russia, for example, who a hundred percent of their fucking athletes are doping, yeah. which is well, maybe not anymore. Crazy. After, did you ever well, watch that Netflix? Fucking, they just got banned. Did you watch that documentary? Yeah, Icarus. Yeah, I'm the one who told you about it. No, Tim uh, Vegan did. Oh, oh, yeah. I thought I told you. We were talking about that at uh, dinner. I was like, oh, okay, you, yeah, you gotta fucking watch yeah, that. dude, crazy. But like, they, uh, I mean, that was a while ago though. But they, no, ju- that was dude, that was 2016. That, that documentary was from... Yeah. Oh, shit. That's not... Yeah. That Damn. shit was... Dude, and it was filmed in real time. So, yeah. like, it's... I love how it... How it was it, a documentary about something off. else. Yeah, like, how this dude was, like... Uh, they started talking about Lance Armstrong and, like, the Tour de France and... He was doing his guy. own bike thing. Yeah, and he was doing his own bike thing, like, going on his own right. journey. And then it just took a complete turn yeah. into fucking, like... Uh, Putin yeah. and this fucking uh, flee this, in the country. Yeah, Russian yeah. scientist who's now got to leave, and his fucking associates were just getting murked out in Russia. Yeah. Damn, that shit is crazy, dude. Putin is a motherfucking gangster, <laughs> dog. He is <laughs> running a the country. And the thing is, is like people were like, like, oh yeah, Russia's like fucked up. Like they're a bunch of cheaters. Like, dude, I guarantee the American government is icing people all over the fucking globe, dude. And they just, <laughs> you know, they're just way better at keeping, keeping shit quiet. quiet yeah. yeah, come on, man. If that fucking dude who's over, what's his name, Snowden, if he comes back, yeah, come on. Oh, nobody yeah, yeah. nobody will ever hear the, the name Snowden. That dude is getting murked, no, for I, sure. I know a chick with the last name uh, Snowden, and yeah. it was hella that's weird. Sketchy. I, like, I would change my name. Right? I like, guess the first thing I thought dude. I was like, damn, your last name is Snowden? Yeah. And it's spelled the same way, too. Yeah. It's a good movie. After watching that movie, man, you fucking... That's a great movie. Be careful what you say. Oh, yeah. They're listening right now. Dude, they're listening to everybody. Guaranteed. Go, yeah, they're listening to us through our phone. I know, fucking Apple's got everybody out here, dude. Like, um, anyway, our FRC. <laughs> I think overall, like, I'm, I'm definitely. Uh, it's funny because we're, we're. I was at the. Uh, I don't even know what it's called. Ad- advisory committee or board or whatever at oh, yeah, my college. Oh, yeah. We were talking about like the curriculum for the school and stuff. Dan was there, and uh, they were like, the one guy was really stumped on like, well, should they be taking the NASM? And I was like. Dude, I got to say something. It really doesn't fucking matter. I was like, they should just get something that makes them legally a trainer. And they should start, like, you guys should start setting them up while they're in college to get other things outside of it. I was like, if I would have had a calendar with all these different certs while I was going to school, knowing which ones I could hit, and you guys could, like, work out a deal to help grant kids into there, that would be huge. And we brought up FRC. And, uh, and I was like, seeing like, I would never go to FRC because that's not up my alley. And, and Dan's like, looks at me, he's like, but it should be because he's worked on me yeah. movement wise, and I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. No, Honestly, okay. I don't think that I I, mean, I would disagree with that. Um, just because about what me going? Well, no, not about you going, but about students going who right. are currently in the program because it's just a little too. It's it's gonna be well. So like, and that's the difference is we were talking about certain ones, and I I he brought up FRC because I agree with you on that. It's just too complicated, too too advanced. But I was talking about getting them to like. Uh, push people to do like precision nutrition level one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a lot of behavioral yeah. stuff, right? Or like TFW, because that fires you up to be a coach, like basic shit like that. Um, but 
the point was is like I'm I'm way out of the loop. So I'm actually interested because now I have more of a drive to do that shit because I know like I'm already seeing sticking points and again in my like snatch yeah. or my uh my squat where I'm like okay I need to work on stuff and for me it again it's like I got a lot more range of motion in my squat because I worked on the hips and mainly I think the ankles. But again, like my knee just doesn't have that range of motion. But I know because it doesn't hurt, it just stops. Like I know that I can get more range of motion. Out oh of yeah, it. you for sure can. So we got to figure something out about no. that. But I'll say, show you some shit after this. Um, but yeah, I mean, even the even the group that was there, right? There was seventy people in that Damn. in that certification. That's right? big. And a lot of them were uh, PTs. Yeah. And you could just tell, right? Like looking around the room fucking shit was just going over their head right not not from like an anatomy standpoint but from a, a concept right yeah. like how do i implement this yeah. in in my practice right so a lot of that shit was going over their head then a lot of the trainers who are in the room like the anatomy stuff was going yeah. over their head and so like you know overall just talking to people throughout the weekend you realize like man like you know this is again like it's it's really it, it's it's complex stuff just because of the terminology. Yeah. But if you really like focus, pay attention and, and understand, see, and this is why like I have all, I have the entire seminar on my phone in uh, voice recording Dope. because like I, I've listened to it several times. Like I have a 30 to 45 minute drive depending on, you know, when I leave from my house to vigor and you know, I listen to that shit every day for like three weeks. Yeah. Right. And so, like, just to really hit home, but, like, you know, some people will, like, try to write stuff down. But when you write, when you write shit down, for me anyway, I can't listen and then write something down, like, another thought at the same time, yeah. right? I'm going to get, I'm going to get confused. So, to me, you, you're, you're going to miss information. And I think that once you miss something, right, if you're not totally engaged it in makes the entire the weekend, exactly, more, you're, you're yeah. playing this catch-up game. Um, and I, I get that some people, like, they're so used to just the way school is, is set up. And I think it depends too. Like I know for me, like writing is like the key because it ingrains stuff, but I, I agree with you. I won't write until I get a break. Right. So if we're, if, if the speaker goes to drink water or takes a break or it's the next speaker, I'll sit down and journal as many things as I have yeah. to. But whenever I'm at a seminar, I'll just sit there and listen until I actually have a couple minutes to write shit down because yeah. the same thing, like you'll just, you'll be playing catch up. Yeah. Um, one thing that would be dope. I don't know if they're doing, but um, something that Jason Phillips is doing with his, all of his search, which I thought was really fucking cool, is 90 days after, like, you have to get case studies. So in your case, you would get people to do FRC on. 90 days after, you're in a Facebook group, and it's, like, accountability, but also, like, application, right? Because I think, like, what you said, like, even even if you understand the anatomy, if you don't know how to, like, coach it or apply it to your clients, it's, it's useless. Yeah. Um, so same thing with, the, we talked about a lot of different nutrition shit, and I know a lot of people went home from that, and were really confused because there was a lot of people there who, um, not to like toot my own horn, but I've been nutrition coaching for years. Like there was a lot of people who were like, "Hey, I need to start nutrition coaching. Right. So some of the shit was going over their head. And then now they have a Facebook group where they can go, Hey, when we were talking about this or like I have a client and I can't remember what we did in this situation or this scenario, or they're posting their stats of clients and stuff. So that would be like, I feel like it would be super dope to have something like that. It would, they, they do it for kin stretch. Okay. Dope. Yeah. So in order, because I mean, mainly because, you know, they they have kind of like an affiliate type of thing. They didn't mm -hmm. use the word affiliate, but essentially that's what it is. Is once you go through Ken Stretch, you have to submit a video of you kind of like not necessarily uh, teaching people, but like, you know, let's just say it's just me on camera and I'm going through a 30 minute. Yeah, exactly. Right. Damn. So you have to be able to and if 
there's any flaws, right? Like you you won't be able to say or or pay the ninety nine dollars a month or something like that right. uh, to lead kin stretch classes or market. You know, well I do kin stretch at the gym. Affiliate of it. But once you do that, right? Like then you're in this entire you're in this system, right? Yeah, so if you go to functionalanatomyseminars.com you can find a provider and then it'll show like, you know, if I was to do it at Vigor, it would put that little uh, red on marker thing on the map. Yeah. You click on it, right? If people are in the area. That's dope. And then See, you, that's, you're and that's, now a Kinstretch provider. That's how uh, Precision Nutrition is. I've had a couple people sign up with me and they're like, oh, like I was looking up people in Seattle. Right. Like, even though I'm online, they're like, I just wanted somebody in Seattle. I just found the other Precision Nutrition, like right. whatever network it is, right? Yeah. I think that's dope. Um, I think it's that it's powerful too because you're not going to get certified unless you do that presentation, yeah. right? And that's again, Jason Phillips did that. I think Precision Nutrition did that. But if you can't like actually apply it, like I don't think you deserve any cert. Right. You know what I mean? And that's like that's the issue with NASM and ISSA and all these certs. Like you got to have them, but if you like, you can get through it without ever training a single person in your life. Right. You can take it in a weekend and be good, which is horrible if you think about who's like training people out there. Which again is, is one of the biggest problems with CrossFit. Like you can easily get I can go get affiliated affiliated like that for a CrossFit gym. Open up CrossFit gym if I got some money and, and I'm good. And yeah. I can do the dumbest shit. You know what I mean? From a business standpoint, dude's killing it. Yeah. <laughs> but from like the application standpoint, like But most most don't. And it's a failing model, right? Like there's a there's a CrossFit in uh, in Issaquah and I mean they're they're there. Um, it's, it's a newer, it's a newer CrossFit, but in that same exact location in the last three years, there have been three CrossFits Jesus. in the last three years, dude. Yeah. So that means that these guys aren't even making it a year. Yeah. Again, it depends on the, the coach, I think more than anything, but right. the location where these people are at, I mean, there's tons and tons of foot traffic. Yeah. Like it's an insane amount. Um, and I'm sure they're paying uh, a really high price for the location, but yeah. at the same time, like you should be, you should be successful from like a, uh, a number standpoint, yeah. right? Like as many people. And the demographic. It's, yeah. It's a high dollar sign yeah. demographic. Yeah, man. exactly. So, um, but yeah, I think that to me, like to go off that, like I'm not a, I'm not, I'm going to do kin stretch. And I'll, I'll submit the video and stuff like that, get the certification, but I'm not going to go for the affiliate, right? Simply because I don't feel like I need, I don't need to say, hey, I do, I do kin stretch, right? Like, and I don't, you know, I'm not really too fond of, of the name, yeah. right? And not that title has anything to do with it, but like, you know, I like, I really like Joel Jameson's uh, high performance recovery model, um, which I'm definitely going to look uh, more into and do his con conditioning sh uh, cert as well. I don't know when they're going to launch it. Um, Lucas said after the new year. Uh, but to me, you know, I, I don't really have to. It's it's like, you know, strong first thing. Like, I don't want to have like, you know, strong first uh, whatever here and then Kinstret. You know what I mean? Like have all these different things that I have to, that I have to pay. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I think, and you can and call I, it your own. Yeah, like make it a hybrid. And yeah. I think that the most powerful things are, right? And that's why like, I'm not, it's the same thing with nutrition, man. There's so many fucking ways to do it and, and trying to like put yourself into one is just, I think it's a bad, bad idea. Because yeah. then you can't, you're, you're stepping out of your realm if you try to apply anything else and everybody's different. Everybody's going to yeah. need, especially with that stuff, everybody's going to need a mix of everything. Right. You know and what I mean? I think that for, for most people too, like not saying that kin stretch is, 
uh, or, or being a, an affiliate is, is a horrible thing. It's not, right? It's actually a great thing because most people in this industry, most trainers, most, most coaches have no fucking clue how to, how to market. Right? Right. I think that we can all, even the people who think that they're doing really good with marketing are really shit at it, yeah. right? Um, so it's good for those people who will step back and understand that like, okay, I'm not good at marketing and I'm not really going to put in the work to learn that shit. So yeah, yeah sure. I'll become an affiliate yeah, put and it's just sending yeah. people to my gym, 100%. which is going to make you more successful. Yeah. Right. Like that's, that's awesome. I think that the most important thing, and that's what I'm getting at is the education that you actually understand it. It's not whether somebody else believes or not that you understand it. Do you believe it yourself? And are you comfortable with coaching it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep.